And welcome back inside the home office. I'm Craig D'Amico, and this is our fourth episode of NEC Football on the Run. Before we go any further, I do have to say, how about that theme music, by the way? I love that intro each week. Great theme music, great open. What a great way to start the show. People are flocking to see this thing each week like they're flocking out to pick up the new iPhone. We have a fantastic show coming up for you this week. We'll go through the top stars, which is getting much more difficult to pick each week. There's a lot of great performances going on league-wide, all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams. We'll also chat about some stats. We'll preview the upcoming weekend, which is the last weekend pretty much before conference play kicks into high gear at the start of October. And we'll introduce you, the NEC Universe, to St. Francis Phenom, freshman wide receiver, Makai Jackson, who's been lighting it up so far this year, but not many people know about him yet. He's a freshman. He's brand new. He hasn't really done that many interviews, but we'll catch up with him today, which is saying something because people catching up to him on the gridiron has been quite the challenge if you've been paying attention as of late. But first, let's take you back through the week that was. We start with our top headlines. This is the pick six. We start with the NEC Game of the Week as the St. Francis Red Flash traveled to Staten Island, New York, and Hamline Field to take on the Wagner College Seahawks in the conference opener for each team. Wagner, looking for their first win since 2019, got the scoring started with under a minute to go in the first quarter. Nick Cardman threw the bullet to Naeem Simmons, who bounced off contact and then had the angle to the end zone for the final 10 yards, a 17-yard touchdown pass to put the Seahawks up seven. But then they had to kick off, and that's where Makai Jackson went to work. It was a short kickoff. He sliced his way through the middle of the field, found daylight on the far sideline, and took it all the way to the house. 79-yard kick return touchdown. Not a bad way to answer. The game was tied at seven. Then with just seconds remaining in the first half, St. Francis running back Damon Horton gets it in from one yard out to cap off a 12-play, 77-yard drive and give the Flash the edge at intermission. Fast forward to the third quarter, the Flash now up 10. You get the ball to your playmakers, right? Well, St. Francis swings it out to Jackson. Blockers set this one up perfectly, and Jackson is able to stride in pretty much untouched for the score. A 16-yard touchdown pass from Cole Doyle, and the Red Flash would go on to win 27-7. to The St. Francis offense, one of the tops in the league, put up 370 yards on the afternoon, but it was their defense that came up clutch as well, holding Wagner to under 100 yards rushing, holding the NEC's leading wide receiver coming into the game, Naeem Simmons, to just two catches for 18 yards, recording eight tackles for a loss and four sacks. The Red Flash, they win their third straight conference opener starting 1-0 in NEC play here in 2022. And the Seahawks, they've now dropped their last 23 in a row. We'll have more on this game coming up later in the show. The NEC football weekend got started, though, on Friday night in Cambridge, Massachusetts, a new kind of Bay State battle, the first ever meeting between the Merrimack Warriors and the Harvard Crimson. After a scoreless first quarter, Merrimack struck first as quarterback Jack Zergiotis threw a strike through a tight window to Jakari Carter from five yards out to give the Warriors a 7-0 lead. The Crimson would get the equalizer a little over nine minutes later on a Charlie Dean two-yard touchdown run to tie the game going into halftime. In the third quarter, Gary Rosemont Jr. caught two passes, 
The only problem is that he plays for the Merrimack defense and Crimson quarterback Charlie Dean wasn't really supposed to be throwing it to him. Following the second pick on the very next play, Zergiotis gets it to Carter again. He turns on the burners and wins the foot race to the end zone from 76 yards out to regain the lead. The extra point was missed, so it was 13 set to 7. By the way, Zergiotis, huge game, 294 yards passing, three touchdowns, the highest pass yards total from an NEC quarterback so far this season. But in the fourth quarter, the Crimson came back from 14 points down to tie the game with two Aiden Borgay touchdowns to send the game into overtime. On the first play of overtime, Harvard play action fakes it to Borgay, and then they get it to Borgay, who was uncovered on the left side. He powers his way into the end zone for the third time in the game. Harvard had their first lead of the entire night, but Merrimack, they had their chance. It came down to a fourth and 25, and it was broken up short of the end zone, a thriller, but one that got away from the Warriors. They fall in overtime 28 to 21. Headline number three, as mentioned last week, the Duquesne Dukes, they were on the road, a far, far road away in Hawaii to take on the Rainbow Warriors, their final non-conference test of the season. Shout out to the loyal, hardcore Duke fans who stayed up for the midnight Sunday morning kickoff, well past my bedtime. The Dukes, they put up some good numbers, outgaining Hawaii 364 to 184 and had a near 14-minute time of possession advantage. But Hawaii took advantage of some Dukes miscues. Joe Mishler, quarterback for the Duquesne Dukes, threw two interceptions, including one that was returned 50 yards for a pick six. Backup quarterback Darius Perantes, who had a solid season last year filling in when Mishler got hurt, if you remember. He came in in the fourth quarter, went six for 13, 97 yards passing, his first touchdown pass of the season. He also threw a pick, though. Hawaii came away with the win, 24-14. So the Dukes are coming back home to the mainland at 1-3. and three. They'll have next week off to kind of recalibrate themselves to the Eastern time zone. Remember, they started play a week early. They played their first game on the week of games before the first official week. So they get next week off. They'll next take the field October 1st for their conference opener against Stonehill on ESPN3. Number four, we now look to Sacred Heart. Fresh off winning their NEC opener last week against Central Connecticut State, the Pioneers were in Baltimore to take on the Bears of Morgan State. Now, we talked last week in Stat Chat about the eye-popping, impressive Sacred Heart defensive numbers and you heard Malik Grant say it himself in our interview last week on the show we asked him how good was this defense and he said have you seen our defense thank goodness I don't have to go against them except in practice well the offense they've been a tad bit sluggish this year for the pioneers they were hoping to get it going on Saturday but it didn't exactly get off to a great start in fact it really couldn't have gotten off any worse first play of the game Marquez McCray intercepted they were down 10 in the second quarter when a blocked punt netted them their first safety since 2015. The key moment of this game, though, was mid-second quarter. The Pioneers got to the one-yard line. I know we've been saying that a lot so far this year. The Pioneers at the goal line. Fortunately, this time it wasn't in the final seconds this week, but an offensive passing interference call pushed them back to the 17. McCray was then sacked for a loss of six more. There was an incomplete pass, and so fourth and goal from the 23 the Pioneers missed a 40-yard field goal. They come up completely empty 
and Morgan State would go on to win it 24-9. to Elsewhere in the NEC, LIU fell to Kent State 63-10. to Tight end Owen Glasgow caught five passes for 101 yards, a 60-yard touchdown in the first quarter. And quarterback Derek Green for the Sharks perhaps had his most efficient game of the year so far, going 14 for 18 for 172 and a touchdown. Also, Central Connecticut, they fell to Southeastern Louisiana 70 to 6. Headline number six, we take a look at the NEC standings through week three. The Pioneers and the Red Flash both tied for first place at 1 0 in conference play. Stonehill is 2 0 overall. They're off this week and they'll be off again next week. Merrimack and Duquesne both with one overall win. LIU 0 3, but what a schedule they've played. A pair of max schools and a top five ranked team in FCS. They've been battle tested in non-conference play. Well, Central Connecticut State and Wagner, they're both 0-1 in NEC play. Time now for our top three stars of the week. And we start with number three, Merrimack wide receiver Jakari Carter. Carter had eight catches for 142 yards and two touchdowns to help Merrimack nearly knock off Harvard. The first team all NEC wide receiver from a year ago surpassed his season production In just this one game, he had seven catches for 120 yards and a touchdown the first two games combined. He had eight catches for 142 yards and two touchdowns just in this past weekend's game. And a shout out to his quarterback, Zerg Yotis, who was the one throwing him those passes. He had a big game as well for 297 yards. If it was top four stars, Zerg Yotis would be on here, but it's only top three. So we're going with his wide receiver, Merrimack, wide receiver, Jakari Carter. Sticking with the Warriors, number two, it's their defensive back, Gary Rosemont Jr. The sophomore found the end zone twice last week, a 40-yard pick six in the first half and then a 94-yard kick return touchdown in the second half. This week against Harvard, he had two interceptions in the third quarter, and the second pick led to Carter's 76-yard touchdown on the very next play. Rosemont has four interceptions in the first three games this year and at least one pick in each of the Warriors' first three outings. But our number one star is St. Francis wide receiver, freshman phenom, Makai Jackson. It's fitting this true freshman is on the flash because with his speed, he's making Barry Allen blush. Against Wagner this past weekend in the conference opener, 11 catches for 117 yards and a touchdown, plus a 79-yard kick return touchdown. He had 123 yards the week before against Richmond and is currently tied for seventh in the nation, averaging 107 yards per game. He's third in the nation with 8.7 receptions per game. He was the FCS National Freshman Player of the Week, the NEC Co-Offensive Player of the Week, Special Teams Player of the Week, and Rookie of the Week. And to top it all off, Makai Jackson now, our NEC football on-the-run top star from Week 3. And now we're here catching up with St. Francis freshman Makai Jackson, which is saying something because not many defenders have been able to catch up with them these first few weeks. Makai, thank you so much for sitting down and joining us today. Thank you. Now, you know, you're off to, to a fantastic start to your career in a red flash uniform, but, you know, coming into this season as a true freshman from high school, what were your expectations for how these first couple weeks were going to go and, and have you exceeded what even you thought was, was a possibility? Yeah, I definitely exceed him. I didn't expect to see the field this year, honestly. But, you know, I just kept my head down and tried to try my best to make get a spot. Now you're making it where your coaches can't take you off the field. <laughs> now, you know, what, what, what would you say, you know, as, as a freshman coming to college, you know, 
maybe football, but maybe even just school life. What, what has been the biggest adjustment for you coming from high school, jumping into the college life? I'd probably say time management and just ask questions. The more questions you ask, more the more understanding you get everything. That, that's great advice. Uh, you know, let, let's go to the game this week. You know, two touchdowns against Wagner. The first was the the 79-yard kick return score. It was a little short kick, but you were able to kind of navigate your way through traffic. And once you got to that far sideline, you know, it was off to the races. So what was your vision like on that play? What were you seeing? What were you thinking, you know, watching all that develop in front of you? Uh, Coach just talked about, you know, if they do that little sky kick that they all just be crashing down on that side. So I thought, just go to the right. So nobody's gonna be there. So, <laughs> and 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 the sec the second touchdown, we kind of really saw your speed, uh, which I'm sure is is a huge weapon for you. At, at what point in your life did you realize, you know, I'm I, I'm faster than most other humans, and I might be able to use this for for an advantage? Maybe around eighth grade. Yeah, that's when I kind of started getting fast. Did, did you try playing other sports? Yeah, I played uh, basketball and baseball throughout high school too. So what? So what was it about football that you know that this was your love? This is the one that you're going to stick with. I feel like when you get that first you know stat or catch or tackle in a varsity game, it's just it makes you want to stick with. <laughs> now you know coming off that game against Wagner, it was your first win. It, it was the team's first win of the season. You know you've been right there those first couple games, really really close, and you know this one. Big win, not only you know to get the first one because it was a conference game, uh, you know. So, so what was the feeling like for yourself and for your teammates, you know, coming away from New York with that win? I think we all had the same feeling. You know, it's happy to get our first win, happy to get our first win in conference. Now it's going to play a big role in us getting to the playoffs. So, no, great feeling for everybody. Absolutely, but you know, obviously, still a long way to go. Uh, and I wanted to ask because I did some some research here. You know, Harry S. Truman High School, Bristol Township, Pennsylvania, is where you're from, which is for those that don't, it was right on the Delaware River near that New Jersey Pennsylvania border. And and you're four, you know, four hours opposite <laughs> on the other side of the state. So, you know, take me through your recruiting process. How how was it that you ended up in Loretto and St. Francis was the right fit for you? No, it's a funny story. So, Coach P's wife went to the school we were playing at the time wow and she was getting inducted into the hall of fame and as i'm now i'm going crazy as i'm going crazy she's texting him like yo you gotta come you gotta call mckay or see mckay <laughs> and it's just so so you're saying so you're saying the coach's wife is a pretty good scout of talent too yeah <laughs> she has a good eye <laughs> All right, let's, let's get into our big finish here. It's our rapid fire, our final five questions for you. Just give us the first thing that comes to mind, all right? Yes, sir. All right, your favorite pregame meal. It could be either the morning of or the night before. What's your go-to? Probably uh, McDonald's or noodles. Can't go wrong with that. How, how about your favorite player to watch play? Could be currently playing or could be from the past. Amari Cooper, and I picked up on Tyler Boyd, too. Why them? Amari Cooper, you know, coming to high school, that's really the first receiver I ever like really watched. So just watching him and Tyler Boyd plays my position. So it's like, I feel like that's somebody to watch. He's underrated. All right. It works. Now, you know, you're the touchdowns you had so far uh, in your career, the first one against Richmond and then the two this week, and hopefully many more to come, but out of the ones that you have so far, if you could only keep one and the others get erased from existence, which is the one that you're keeping? I'll probably go with the one against Richmond. Okay. Why that? You know, I don't know. I feel like it was a, everyone wants a house of slant. 
It's a nice little slant route. And it gets my brother's alma mater. So that's what my brother went to school. So. There you go. Okay. And now it all makes sense. But of course, like we said, hopefully many more touchdowns to come. Uh, you know, when you had that opening, uh, the season opening road trip to Akron, the team visited the Pro Football Hall of Fame out there in Canton. Uh, what was the coolest thing? Could be an exhibit or a piece of memorabilia. What was the coolest thing that you saw during that trip? I'd probably say just going in the room with everyone's faces or sculpted out, you know, just seeing everyone in there from when football first started to now. So that's just a great experience. Was there anybody in particular like, wow, that, that's that guy's bust? I'll probably just say that Damian Thompson. I used to watch him with my brother a lot. That's his favorite player. And you know, me and him are really close. So he's used to just watching highlights a lot. Awesome. And, and, and last one, we'll get you out of here on this. I'm sure after the game this past week with the two touchdowns, uh, you know, national freshman of the week, uh, your, your phone must be blowing up with messages. So to, what is the one message that you got? Could be from a former coach, a friend, family member, whoever, uh, that really stands out to you. Um, you know, really hit some heartstrings. Uh, you know, who is it from and what did they say? I have to go with my brother because, you know, he's been through this stuff. You know, he just helps me keep my head on straight. He just tell me that it's a lot of football left. So I just got to keep going, keep my head down, stay humble. Awesome. Well, it's a pleasure talking to you and, and introducing you to the, the NEC fans out there here in this interview. And hopefully we'll be seeing you, you know, many, many more times to come. Yes, sir. That's Makai Jackson. He and the Red Flash will be back in action on Saturday against Norfolk State. And then they finally get to come home and play their home opener October 1st against Central Connecticut. This is Makai Jackson with us here on NEC Football on the Run. We thank Makai Jackson for stopping by. And now it's time to send it over to our very own Kyle Turner for this week's NEC Super 7. Kyle Turner for NECFrontRow.com here to bring you the NEC Football Super 7 countdown presented by GEICO. Time to take a look at the top seven plays from week three in NECFB. We kick things off at number seven. NEC Defensive Player of the Week Merrimack's Gary Roseman Jr. picks off his second pass of the day against Ivy League preseason co-favorite Harvard. Dean under pressure, steps up, evades, throws downfield, it's intercepted again. Roseman Jr., his second pick in his many drives, and Merrimack takes the football back. Number six. Merrimack quarterback Jack Zergiotis, who leads the NEC with seven touchdown passes this season, drops this dime to Hayden Fisher for the TD at Harvard. Hayden Fisher! As we get another look at the touchdown. Well, once again, first play after a turnover, going for an all-beautifully weighted ball. Number five, Sacred Heart's Marquez McCray finds Troy Holland with the perfect TD pass against Morgan State. First and ten. Gray fires towards the end zone, as a man, touchdown, Sacred Heart. What a pretty pass play right there. Coming in at number four, LIU's Derek Green works the option to perfection, finding Owen Glasgow on the run, and he does the rest, going 60 yards to the end zone against Kent State. Firing that football is Green. He's got uh, an open tight end receiver, and that is a touchdown. Number three, Central Connecticut's Sean Mitchell rolls out and hits Everett Wormley on the wheel route for the 30-yard touchdown. On Mitchell, takes the snap on second and three, play action, has his tight end over the middle, but decides to go deep, and he made the right decision, caught a diving catch for a touchdown. Number two, 
Merrimack's All-NEC first-team wide receiver Jakari Carter was off to the races on this one, hauling in this bomb from Jack Zergiotis against Harvard. Jakari Carter won't be caught! Touchdown, Warriors! Remember on the last drive, Carter was wide open down the field and dropped it? This time it's dropped in a bucket! Touchdown, Warriors! Crimson officially on upset alert. And our top play of the week comes from St. Francis U's Makai Jackson, who was named the NEC Co-Offensive Player of the Week, the NEC Rookie of the Week, and the NEC Special Teams Player of the Week. He scores the 79-yard kickoff return touchdown against Wagner. Jackson was also named the FedEx Ground FCS National Freshman Player of the Week. Jackson down the sideline. Touchdown, St. Francis. Well, folks, there you have it. That is your NEC Football Super 7 Countdown from Week 3 presented by GEICO. Fans, don't forget, if you see a great play, let us know on Twitter at NEC Sports or at NEC Football. For NECFrontRow.com, I'm Kyle Turner. Enjoy Week 4 of NECFB, and I'll see you again next week. Thanks, Kyle. It's now time for today's Stat Chat. We wanted to take a closer look at some of the top receiving performances so far this year. To date, there have been nine 100-yard receiving games in the NEC this season, which includes two receivers having repeat 100-yard performances. Duquesne's Dwayne Menders, who has the NEC's season high of 165 receiving yards back on September 10th against Thomas Moore, and he also had 102 yards the week before that at Youngstown State. And the second wide receiver is a guy who we just talked about a little bit here on this show. St. Francis is Makai Jackson, who has gone over 100 each of the last two weeks. Jackson tied for seventh in the nation in yards per game. And Menders currently is 30th in the nation, averaging 81 and a half yards per game. And finally, five games on the schedule this week. Here's what's coming up on tap. We have three games all featuring 2 p.m. kickoffs. We start with St. Francis at Norfolk State. The Red Flash are looking to build on the momentum from this past weekend's win over Wagner. They lost to the Spartans 28-16 at home a year ago. And Merrimack will be looking to rebound from their overtime loss to Harvard when they match up against Delaware State. The Warriors won last year at Alumni Stadium 47-10. And finally, the reigning champions from Sacred Heart. They will play their homecoming home opener against Dartmouth. The Big Green won that matchup last year, 41-3 in New Hampshire. Then a 3.30 p.m. Eastern kick. The Central Connecticut State Blue Devils will renew acquaintances with a former conference rival, the Albany Great Danes. Albany has won nine out of the last 13 meetings. They met up last in 2019. Central hasn't won in this series since 2013. But our feature game is a 1 p.m. kick, and well, 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 look who's back. It's the LIU Sharks hosting the Bryant Bulldogs, a familiar foe in Brookville, New York. The Sharks' schedule so far this year has been brutal with a capital B. Two max schools on the road and a matchup against the fifth-ranked team in the country at home. But the Bulldogs, they could be a sight for sore eyes. These two teams do have some history. When LIU football first made that move to FCS and joined the NEC in 2019, their first ever D1W was in the spring of 2021 against the Bryant Bulldogs, 24-19. to 19. Then in the fall of 2021, a few months later, 
a little bit of a different story. LIU scored first, and then Bryant poured on 52 unanswered points to win 52-7, to their final matchup as conference opponents. Here in the present day, both teams are in search of their first win of the season, with the bulk of their conference schedule looming right around the corner. For LIU, as we mentioned earlier, quarterback Derek Green is coming off his most statistically efficient game of the year. Owen Glasgow at over 100 yards and a score and a breakout performance last week. And don't forget on defense, Victor Nelson Jr. still has those four interceptions. LIU, Bryant, our feature game of the week, 1 p.m. kick from New York on NEC Front Row. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode. So great to introduce America, to introduce the NEC fans out there to a speedster, an emerging star in the Northeast Conference, freshman wide receiver from the St. Francis Red Flash, Makai Jackson. His first big interview with us here on NEC Football on the Run. So great to get to know him. We hope you enjoyed that. We hope you enjoy the games coming up this weekend. And we'll see you right back here next week for another brand new edition of NEC Football on the Run.